he wanted me to come up here, but he's probably going to regret giving me the microphone and so much time. But Perfect. It's good. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, you don't need this. Ah, right. uh, she can have all the time she wants. I've given her almost 33 years of my time. I'm no stranger to waiting. Are y'all ready to recover from some, some more stuff? We're in recovery. Hello, my name is Pastor Samuel, and I am a recovering pastor. I'm recovering from ministry. I'm recovering from people. Uh, we're gonna we're, this year. We're, we're talking about the year of recovery. We're recovering our relationship with God. Recover our relationship with others. We're recovering our, our physical health. We're recovering our finances. And we want to recover in every area. When you recover, you're well. There's a lot of people that are in recovery, but they haven't recovered yet. So we want to, we're in recovery, but we want to get well. We want to be healed. We want to be healthy. And so, uh, I tell you what, what a powerful testimony. Jesse, I have to thank her later for making me cry and stop up right before I came up here. But uh, what a great testimony. What a great... Uh, I'm enjoying uh, every week different people doing the welcome and the offering. What a great testimony. Uh, because we are going Easter every Easter. Jesus gave His life. Amen. He gave His best. And on Easter we give our best as a resurrection offering. And so every year we do something different. And we have built, we have done everything. So this year, we've been talking to you about uh, upgrading all of our technology. And uh, you know, if you watch us online, those of you watching online will appreciate this. And so you be a part of it. People are constantly, every week, it's hard to hear you. You look fuzzy. I can't see you. You're this and uh, thank God for Mevo, but it's time to move to another level. Amen? We want to have a spirit of excellence. And so in everything we do, uh, through you, God has just tremendously blessed. And so uh, we have a, a, t a company coming in, uh, Video uh, Magic. And uh, uh, so the, what they want to do, and uh, I said, well, you know what? Uh, we're going to pray and we're going to believe. But they want to come in, put in four cameras, four high-def technology cameras, two in the back, two on the sides, all ran by a computer. Uh, by one person and uh, different views uh, be able to zoom in I said okay I need a camera that can make me look better that can make me skinnier he said you can't afford that <laughs> so, so not going to be able to get that one uh, but uh, uh, every, everything the four cameras uh, the, the our projector here is an antique it's very old uh, it comes on half the time so every week we're praying, we turn it on, it goes off, we turn it on, it goes off. And uh, someone stole our scaffolding, so we can't even get up there to it. And uh, so, and you can tell our screen is uh, getting very dim. So, uh, high def, everything's high def. Uh, while I'm preaching, I can be up there 16 by 9. I don't know if I want that or not. Uh, but, the, the, you know what, if you're going to do something... We, want to, we believe in excellence. And so anyway, turnkey, everything done with everything we need, with wiring, installation, training, everything we're looking at this year, uh, $26,700 and something dollars. And uh, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Uh, but that's nothing 
uh, that's, that's, that's nothing for God. God can provide. And so every year, all of the projects we've done have been that and more. And we're also going to do some other things. We're going to uh, move our playground uh, to the back corner. And so that will require some guttering and some uh, dirt work and will require fencing. Uh, we want to put all of our little children in there and shut a six-foot fence and just lock the gate. Hallelujah. <laughs> They'll be safe. No, uh, we do. We want, we want our children the safest they can be. Uh, and so we want to upgrade their play area. And so with a lot of things happening. We're going to do some new iPads for, the, for your giving and just making things better. So uh, as your as that great testimony, and we'll start passing those envelopes out here in the next couple of weeks. We've got three weeks left. Next week, and then Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is going to be awesome. And we've got some fun stuff for you. And then Easter Sunday. And so begin to pray. We pray two things. Lord, put it in my heart and put it in my hand. And I'm telling you, if you'll pray and say, Lord, what would you have me give this year for resurrection offering? He'll put it in your heart. And then if you'll pray and believe, the Lord will put it in your hand. On Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, you'll put it in that envelope. Right, I'm believing for, and God will do some miracles. Amen. We'll, 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 we'll be able to do what we need to do. God always provides. And uh, we'll be able to go to the world uh, to the very best of our ability. Amen. Everybody, if you would, do me a favor, uh, right in your seat. Would you just raise your feet up off the floor a little bit? Everybody, just raise your feet up. Miss Amy, raise your feet up. Rachel, both of them, Pastor. There you go. Okay, listen. As long as you'll keep those up, I won't step on your toes today. But if you put them down, you're fair game. So don't complain to me, Pastor, you stepped on my toes today. Well, you should have kept them up. I can't help you. There was a, there, there, there was a, 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 a man, he, he, he wanted to follow God. He wanted to go into the, the priesthood. And so he moved to a monastery and he took a vow of silence. The first year, he never said a word to the end of the year. And at the end of the year, he said two words. He said, bed's hard. He went a whole nother year and never spoke another word. At the end of that year, he said, Food's bad. At the end of the third year, he said, I quit. And the father there at the monastery said, Well, it's no wonder you haven't done nothing but complain since you got here. People love to complain. Today we're going to talk about recovering from complaining. I want to turn you from a complainer to a blesser. From a complainer to an encourager. There's nothing that will steal your joy quicker than complaining. Because when you complain, you're, you're, you're not appreciating what you have. When we focus on what we don't have, when we don't appreciate the things God is doing and what people are doing, when we complain, God's not pleased. And so we're just going to talk a little bit today uh, about recovering from complaining. And listen, we, we, we all know complainers, don't we? They're on our job, they're in our schools, uh, they're sitting next to you. Uh, don't look at them. Don't look. People, listen, you got the road workers, they're standing on the road. You got the guys that just hold the sign. 
And then you have the guys doing all the work, but the guys holding the sign are complaining, it's too hot out here. In a region of Mexico, there's a, a place where there's hot springs and cold springs. They're side by side. And because of the convenience of this phenomenon, the women will bring their laundry and they'll wash in the hot water and rinse in the cold water. And so a tourist was watching this and he, he uh, commented to his Mexican guide, Oh, they must think God is generous to provide free hot water and free cold water. The, the guide replied, No, senor. There's much grumbling because he does not supply soap. Listen, the, the, the people of Israel were no different. They complained. But before we judge them too harshly, we, we, we definitely need to look at our own lives. And so as we look at a few instances today where uh, they went through some circumstances, and listen, there are always consequences to complaining. The children of Israel, they, they, they grumbled constantly. They murmured about so many different things. And as we look at their grumbling, uh, we find out that, man, why, and why did God tell us all of it? Why did He show us everything? Well, in, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, it said that we're reminded. Uh, it says, their grumbling, it said, now these things occurred as examples to us. To keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not become idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in pagan revelry. Here the people of God were supposed to be walking. God was leading them. God was supplying their needs. Yet they constantly grumbled and complained. And they constantly disobeyed Him. They constantly did evil. They constantly sinned. They were falling into all of these areas. And they fell into sexual immorality. And in one day 23,000 died. And they all grumbled and complained. And they got bit by snakes and Thousands more died. And listen, it's important that we don't grumble and complain and murmur against God and against His provision because there's consequences. So as we begin to look, and you can read Numbers chapter 11 all the way, I mean 12, 13, 14, uh, all the different chapters and the things, and we're just going to pick a few stories out of here. But uh, we, we begin to see... In Numbers chapter 11, in this first account, that the people begin to complain about their hardships. Anybody have any hardships? Wow. I'm going to come live with some of y'all. Y'all got it easy. We all have hardships in this life. And uh, when they begin to have hardships, they begin to complain. The fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of them. And then the people cried out to Moses and he prayed to God that God would stop and the fire died down. They called the place, that place uh, Taborah because the fire of the Lord burned among them. You know, there, there's a lot. We, we all complain about hardships sometimes. I mean, I don't know about you, uh, but 
I mean, when I go through the drive-thru and there's two drive-thrus, they're still just not fast enough for me. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, the, the other day, I, 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 I got in my car, I was walking, I, I saw this lady, she was just crying and distraught. I mean, she was just complaining and crying. I, I said, man, what's wrong? And she was like, I lost $200 and I can't find it. I felt so bad, I gave her $40 from the 200 I just found on the ground. I mean, because listen... Because listen, when the Lord blesses you, you need to bless others. That's a joke. That's how people are. Oh, look what the Lord, the Lord blessed me. We complain about some of the craziest things. They complained about, you know, it's too hot, I got to walk, I mean... You know, you know, I want to, Lord, I, I want to go where you want me to go, but I like to fly first class. You know, I, I like, the, I want the, the hot wipes and my meal. Uh, I, I want to do what you've called me to do, but man, you know, I don't want to go uh, over to Zambia and get bit by a mosquito and end up with malaria. That was no fun. I don't want to go to Nicaragua and take cold showers you know what we complain about some of the silliest things don't we we look around at people that have true hardships and the joy of the Lord is their strength and then we turn right around and complain when we are truly so blessed amen Timothy said, he said, endure hardness like a good soldier. You say, what are you saying, pastor? Well, listen, I want to encourage you today. If you're going through hardship, suck it up. Buttercup. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. He has overcome the world. People are watching you, and how you act in your hardship is going to determine if they want to serve the gods you serve or not. Because the world complains... They grumble, they murmur, they mock, they fuss, they cuss, but they expect you and I as Christians... To act differently. We need to allow the joy of the Lord to roll in our heart. And so here are the Israelites, they're, they're going along, they're complaining about this and that. And man, it just... Now God begins to provide manna for them. Every day they go out and they pick up this manna and they eat it. God's provided. I'm talking about fast food. Every morning, it's laying there in the ground. You just got to go pick it up. I can just hear some of them. Lord, if I set my basket by the door, could you just feel my basket? Do I really have to walk and bend over and pick it up? They got tired of manna. manna and Numbers 11, 4, it said uh, the, the rabble. I like that word. The rabble. That's King James. In, in New Living, it said the, the multi uh, 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 multi-ethnic or the multi-group. There was a lot of people traveling with them that come out of Egypt that weren't necessarily uh, Israelites. But it said the rabble with them began to crave other food and the Israelites started wailing. Listen, did you know when you complain it's contagious? So now whoever this other group was that said, hey, we're tired of manna, we want some meat. 
And then the Israelites said, yeah, us too. Me too. You have, you, if you have more than one kid, if you try, you, you, you know you can't give one without giving the other, right? And then when you do, they're going to complain because he got more than me. It can be exactly the same. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this morning, I, I try to avoid that. See, I, I get two things of donut holes on Sunday morning, and they pile them up. And so I eat one bag, and then I split the other bag between Alexander and Juliet. So this morning, I split the two bags, and I counted them. There was ten in one bag and nine in another bag. That just can't be. So I ate another one. I mean, I'm just trying to do my part to bring peace to the family. And so they begin to complain and they said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost and the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now we've lost our appetite. We've never seen anything but this manna. Oh, man, I remember the melons and the onions and the leeks. Uh, I forgot about getting beat every day. I forgot about having to work to daylight to dark. I, I forgot about not having enough to feed my family. But all I'm thinking about is just me, right? me, me, me. I'm tired of this manna. And so, God blew in a wind and quail as thick as Joe. You'd have you'd, you'd, you'd had fun. Boom, 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 you know. You know, wore them out. And they did. They were out there. They were swatting. They were grabbing. They were picking up. It said every man picked up about 10 omers. Which, that's uh, about 50 bushels. And they laid them all out to dry. And they roast. Woo, they could, the, the smell of roasted quail and baked quail and fried quail. and While the meat was still in their teeth. The anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And he killed them. Thank you, Lord, for manna. I think I'll keep my manna. (laughs) When we complain, when we're not appreciative of what we have, the Lord became angry. And and he said, they keep wailing to me, give us meat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. That's what Moses was saying. He was troubled. He was upset, but then God's anger was kindled. It, it amazed mamas, how many mamas in the house? You can fix your best meal, greatest meal, slave all day, sit down to eat. Grill steaks, and somebody's going to say, I wanted chicken. I'm telling you, you better pick your feet up. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I mean, I, I could walk across the street. I could, I could go down the street. Let me go down the street. I won't go across the street. I'd go down the street to Pastor Marcello's house, knock on the door. Pastor, Lord, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to give you this $10. Pastor, oh, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it. The next day, I go knock and give $10. $10. About a month go by, he'll get used to me coming every day giving him $10. I skip one day, now he's going to be like, hey, where's my $10? 
We get used... See, they, they, they wanted God to provide everything, but when God provides everything, we get used to His blessings and we stop appreciating. We do that to our spouse. We do it to our kids. We do it to bosses. We do it to our pastors. No, y'all don't do that, but other people. You stop appreciating what people do and you start taking things for granted and you start complaining about what you don't have. Paul writes... If we have food and we have clothing, and we sang it today, let us be content. Whatever state you're in, be content. I'm so content in Texas. That's the state I'm in. Numbers chapter 12. Miriam and Aaron, y'all know Miriam and Aaron? They are uh, Moses' brother and sister. Now Moses has taken a wife from Cush. Now, the people are Cush are what color? They're black. Moses is probably, they're, you know, brown. So now we got a mixed race marriage, and Miriam and Aaron, yeah, they kind of look like Elias and Chrissy. <laughs> Except flip-flops. More like Cody and Queen. There we go. And uh, Miriam and Aaron... I don't like her. Well, well I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Who, who, who made him leader anyway? Well, she ain't going to tell us what to do. And so they came and they complained and said, Moses, who made you leader? About that time, a cloud came over. And when it lifted, Miriam had leprosy. Yeah. What if God's judgments were that quick today? Aren't you glad we live under mercy? Aren't you glad we're living in the dispensation of grace? Huh? Yeah. You know what? They, they repented real quick. They got over their prejudice real quick. When leprosy hits, I'm sorry. Thank God. His mercy. He healed her. But complaining, uh, prejudice, uh, looking down on people, uh, uh, not honoring authority, not honoring leadership, will get you in trouble. Let's don't do it. Can I get an amen? Uh, Numbers chapter 12. Uh, I'm sorry, that's just where we were. Uh, and so we, we, we just jump down to Numbers chapter 13. Moses said, send me some men to explore the land of Canaan. And uh, so, let's, we're going to send some spies. Because see, here we're moving where we're going. We're, 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 we've left Egypt. We've left, we've left slavery. And we're on our way to the promised land. We're on our way to a land flowing with milk and honey. We're on our way to a place of plenty. We're on our way to a place where God provides all of our needs. Thank God for manna. Thank God for these clothes that haven't wore out. Thank God for these shoes that haven't wore out. But I'm telling you, there were some ladies in the crowd telling their husband, I'm tired of one pair of shoes. I want some more. I mean, my wife considers the promised land Ross and TJ Maxx. Don't clap for that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's some of her co-conspirators there. 
So they go out and they come back. I mean, they, 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 they find grapes so big they have to carry them on sticks between two guys. And I mean, everything was great, just like God said. And they came back, and Joshua and Caleb said, Woo! We can do it! But ten guys said, We can't do it. We're scared. There's big giants there. And because they begin to complain, all the people complained. Because they were fearful. You see, complaining is really just a mask for fear. When we complain, they, 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 they said, they revealed themselves. They, they said, we, uh, they, they are giants and we are as grasshoppers in their eyes. See, they had, in, in our eyes, see, they, they had a bad self-image. They saw themselves as small. They saw themselves as not enough. But when they realized, if they could realize that Jireh is more than enough, and because he is enough, I am enough, and I can do it. I can take the giants. I can win the battle. I can fight. But when you begin to complain, you minimize yourself. You minimize God. You minimize God's authority, His power, His provision. And you're going to get stuck. And so, guess what? They got to wander around and around for 40 years. There's so many times that we, 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 we complain about why we haven't reached our destination and we're like children in the back of a car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Moses got tired of hearing, are we there yet? Until every one of that generation that complained all died. Listen, I, I don't want to get stuck in a circle of complaining. Can I get an amen? I, I, I'm ready because there came a time, the Bible says, you're not going to... In camp, you're not going to encircle this mountain anymore. And they went around it one last time. And they started going straight again. I'm ready to go straight. And you know what? The next time they got there, Joshua and Caleb were the only two left. And they said, you know what? Our strength is the same as it was back then. We're going to take this land. They didn't say, well, I'm too old now. I could have done it back then, but I can't now. Listen, I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been praying and believing and trusting God. When God takes you to your miracle, you are strong enough. You are big enough. You're fast enough. You're smart enough. You have whatever it takes to conquer whatever enemy is before you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Amen? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Who shall I be afraid of? I'm not afraid of anything or anybody. So why am I complaining about it? God has always taken care of us. And He always will. You remember, and I know, Griselda, you know I'm just skipping. I'm skipping like crazy. Uh, this can catch up. Uh, we're jumping to uh, Korah. Cora decided to complain one day. You know, when, when people complain, they like to find other people that'll agree with them. How you know? I, I don't. I don't. I don't like what he's doing. Oh, really? Oh, I. I, I think it's great. Oh, okay, I want to talk to you. Hey, 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 hey! 
I don't, I don't really like what he's doing. Hey, me either. Oh, let's have lunch. Complainers like to get together and, and, and then they'll find other people and he found some other people and, and they all complained and, and they all came once again to Moses. Who, who, who says you're the only holy one? Who's, why you can only talk to God? We can do it too. Moses is like, man. And he, he laid out this whole plan. You can go read it. He said, you can have the censors. You can do this and God will show us who's right. He'll separate. And he told everybody, hey, uh, Korah, all these guys that are with him, get, get back up. Get away from their tents. And everybody backed up. About that time, the earth opened up and swallowed Korah, his family, his possessions, all the people that were with him, all their possessions. And after it swallowed all up, it closed back. And then the ones that didn't get swallowed, that were kind of in that group, they started running, and the fire of God got them. Kaboom! Listen, <laughs> that, that, listen, that's what God, God does not give me that kind of power. Because I'm telling you, there's some of y'all, you be, you, I'd be like, bam! You're right out there in the parking lot, I get you. Boom! <laughs> that's why God doesn't do, He doesn't give us that kind of power. You know, somebody talks about you, we don't smite them. We turn the other cheek, don't we? They hit us on that cheek. I got a problem. I don't have a two cheeks. No. Just turn the other one. Complaining. And then, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. It's just right here. It's right here. And then the next day, I mean, of all the things that have happened, have they not learned their lesson yet? Have we? Now then they show up and they complain about God swallowing up their friends. Moses, why don't you let God do that? Moses, that wasn't very nice. Why? <laughs> At some point, God's like, I've had it up to here. I'm done. Fixing to kill them all. I'm, I'm bringing a plague. People started dropping like Moses told Aaron, grab the censer, go. Run out between the people. Beg for mercy. Beg God's mercy. Begin to go. And Mo Moses did. I mean, Aaron, he, he got the censer and he's going and he's trying to, and they're falling. And finally, God holds off. But a bunch of people lost their life that day because they came and complained about what God did about the people who complained. We complain about the complainer. There's some of you today, you're going to leave, you're going to complain about my message on complaining. Wish I'd have numbered these for you, Griselda. I could have told you what page. Let's talk a little bit about the... What, what, what was the attitudes of of these people that were complaining. They complained about all kinds of different things. They, they complained because I don't like the kind of food. I, I, I don't like the leadership. I, I don't like who you married. I, I, I don't like the way you did it. And so really, uh, and, and you go home, you, you, you read uh, chapter 11, 12, 13, 14, 
chapter 16. And you look at all. But we start just at 11. What, what was the thing that they wanted there? That they wanted pleasure. They wanted things to be easy. And sometimes when things don't, are not easy for us, we complain. Somebody say, Lord, forgive me. And when we go on down, we look, and then they, they, they wanted provision, they wanted plenty, but they, they, wanted, they, they wanted to stock up. You know, you'd realize they could go pick manna every day and it rotted, except on the Sabbath. It would, it would last. God gave them a day of rest. But then the next day they had to go out. Why you, and Jesus said it, give us this day our daily bread. We can't live on yesterday's bread. Every day we've got to get in the Word of God. We've got to glean something from God. Every day we, 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 we've got to learn something new. We need to seek His face. We need to pray. We need to get direction for today. But when sometimes when things get a little hard, when we don't think we have enough, quick enough, we complain. They wanted prestige. They, they, they wanted to be looked at as leaders. They, they, they wanted protection. They, 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 they wanted peer approval. They wanted power. They, they wanted a place to place blame. It's amazing when things happen uh, right now. It, it, it started in the beginning. Why'd you do it? That woman made me do it. Woman, why'd you do it? Devil made me do it. And we still do that today. We, we, we place blame and we, we complain about all the choices that people are making. But in each case, we see that complaining, it, it was wrong motive. It came from a place uh, of, of unappreciation. It came from a place they didn't appreciate leadership. They didn't appreciate what God was doing. They didn't respect and honor. And because of it, it caused them to complain. And complaining brought consequences. I wish I had time to, to read all that. But you go read it. And those are some amazing stories. But when we speak to others simply to complain, listen, it's wrong. My mama used to tell me, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say nothing at all. If only we could do that. Y'all going to love point number three, last one. That's not why you're going to love it. The advantages of complaining. Are you ready? None. That was number three. So, <laughs> there are no advantages to complaining. It's not going to get you anything. It's not going to make you feel better. It's not going to make you look better to other people. It's not going to elevate your status. It's not going to get you anything else. It's just going to make you feel worse. Don't complain. Because, listen, the, the fire of the Lord, we want, we've been praying around here, Lord, let the fire of the Lord fall. But I don't want that kind of fire to fall. Huh? I, I, I want the Lord to shake this place, but I don't want Him to split the concrete and suck some of y'all up. Plagues fall on grumblers and complainers. Leprosy came on complaining. Forty years of wondering. So, these are the advantages. And I said there's no advantages to complaining. I was wrong. I'm sorry. There, there are. There's plagues. There's leprosy. There's 40 years of wondering. Huh? Oh, no, this is an advantage. If you want to complain, this is what you're going to get. The ground will swallow you up. 
A plague came through and killed 14,700. Yeah. So if you want to complain, that's what you can expect. <laughs> There's no advantages. So he said, why? The Lord, he gave us all those stories for an example that we should look at those things that we should say, Lord, help me never complain again. If you didn't like it back then, you don't like it now. And so we need to have a heart of gratitude. Be thankful for what God has given us. Be content for what God has given us. And, and don't, don't just, let's don't be pressured to be something we're not. And let's don't get caught up in other people's complaining. Complaining is contagious. So you know what? If somebody's complaining, just get away from them. Somebody starts complaining, just go, nah, 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 nah. I want to hear it. Your attitude. Oh, you know, we've said it so many times. You've heard it a million years. Your attitude will determine your altitude. If you want to go higher, you've got to have a different attitude. Attitude of complaining will bring you down. It'll, it, it'll, ruin, a, uh, it'll ruin the workplace. It'll, it, 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 it brings uh, just uh, ew, yucky feeling in your home when everybody's just fussing and complaining. But you know what? But gratefulness, thankfulness, uh, uh, an appreciation... I'll tell you what, it'll lift your spirit. Can I say amen? Because listen to this. What's in your heart will evidence itself in your life by what comes out of your mouth. See, you're up here talking about, oh, thank God. I'm so great. I thank God for everything. I thank God for His blessings. And then you walk right out and start complaining about something. See, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So, are you really a grateful person? First Samuel sixteen seven, the Lord said, I, I, he's talking about Saul. He said, I don't look on the outward appearance. I look, talking about Samuel. I look on the heart. When he told Samuel about David. Because David, was, he said he was, he was small, he was ruddy. <laughs> and uh, Samuel was looking at all these big guys. Man, they, surely they could be the king. The Lord said, wait a minute. I, I don't look as other people look on outward appearance. I'm looking... At the heart. So today, I want a heart of gratefulness. And I don't want complaining to be my legacy. I don't want somebody to go, hey, you know Pastor Samuel? Oh yeah, he's a complainer. I don't want that to be my legacy. I don't want that to be what goes. I want, when people say, you know Pastor Samuel? Oh yeah, man, that guy, he is so positive. When he, when he comes, I feel better when he leaves. I don't want people to say, yeah, when he comes over, I can't wait till he leaves. He just complains about everything. Listen, be the type of person that when you're, wherever you're at, that people are like, man, I want to hang around them more. They, 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 they build me up. They compliment me. You know, I, I look at their life and I know they're going through some stuff. I know they're having some tough times, but they don't complain about it. They just put a smile on their face and they just keep doing their job and they're singing and they're whistling. And man, I know they're having a tough time, but you never know it. Then you can give a testimony. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Oh, I, I've been walking through some valleys, but God has been with me. Amen? So, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have a little seven-day challenge. 
we're not going to complain about anything for the next seven. This is a different seven-day challenge. Some of y'all didn't do that other one, so I don't give it to you no more. That's during the love month. We're not going to complain for the next seven days. Now, we're on the honor system here. But I do give husbands and wives authority to call each other out. Children, you can call your parents out on this. If you hear them complaining, just simply say, Didn't Pastor Samuel say we're not going to complain this week about anything? And then just quickly, if you fail and sin, if you complain about the seven-day challenge, just simply say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me for complaining. I'm a big sinner going to hell. No, 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 no. Listen, let's change our mindset. Let's change our heart. Let's change our confession. And I'm telling you, you're going to find, you're fixing to get, you're fi- I'm fixing to pray and let you go, and you're going to go to the restaurant, and you're not going to get your drink and your chips as quick as you think you should, and you're going to want to say, where's my chips? But instead, you're going to say, Lord, I thank you, because every place is short-staffed, and nobody wants to work, and these people showed up, and they're working overtime, and I'm going to smile, and I'm going to bless them, and I'm going to leave a bigger tip than ever. And I'm not going to complain one time. This challenge is going to be way harder than that other one, I promise you. Just letting your mind let it sink in. Because some of you are already going, how can I do that? I can't go five minutes without complaining. I know there's some husbands sitting there right now going, Lord, thank you. This is going to be the most peaceful. <laughs> but they won't say that out loud. There's some wives sitting there going, Lord, thank you, man. My kids, my husband's not going to be complaining about everything I cooked this week and because all the clothes are not clean. and It's amazing all the things we complain about. Father, today, we're just so grateful to you for all that you've done, all that you've given us. We are truly blessed. Lord, as we looked at just a few examples of the children of Israel and the trouble that they got in because they were complainers. They constantly were walking away from you, dishonoring, disobeying. And Lord, their heart was just so full of murmuring and complaining. Lord, we don't want that to be us. So I pray this week that I would accept this challenge. And Lord, I pray that you would help me correct myself. When I hear myself complaining, let me stop myself and apologize. Let me change my confession. Let me just hold my tongue. I pray, Lord, that we be grateful for all that you've done and that we show you and we tell you 
Father, today we're so thankful for your son Jesus. For his life. For his death. For his resurrection. And for his willingness to save and forgive and heal and transform lives. If you're here in this building today or you're watching online and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Maybe you've been complaining life is hard. Life is unfair. Maybe you don't understand why you're going through what you're going through. I don't have all the answers, but I do know one thing. Jesus loves you. And He gave His life that you can have eternal life. And today, if you would be willing to surrender your life to Christ, He'll change you. He'll change your mind, your soul, your, your will. He'll change your destiny. He'll change your eternity. If you'll be willing to just give Jesus Christ lordship of your life. If you're in this building, if you're watching, and you say, Pastor, I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Or maybe you have, but you're not walking as close to Him as you need to be. Would you just, from your heart, Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose again. And I believe you're coming again. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've sinned. I've failed. I've made a mess of my life. But I know you're good. And you love me. And right now, I say, Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my friend. Forgive me of all of my sins. Transform my life. Make me into who you created me to be. I start today on a journey of following Jesus. Father, I just pray if a person in this building or watching for this, pray that simple prayer to make Jesus Lord of their life. I pray today that you would come and transform and wrap your arms of love and comfort and strength around them. Their sins are forgiven. Lord, let them find a place to worship and to serve. Father, to take the next step. Father, to make a public confession of your grace and your mercy. And I pray that you would transform their life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, I just declare this week that you would help us to watch our mouth. Help our heart to be grateful. And out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. Let us say thank you way more than we have been. Be appreciative for everything people do for us and around us. And help us this week. Let this week be a Life changer. Let it be a change in our family and our atmosphere and our business and in our relationship with you. That we're just going to not complain. And Father, we ask you to help them. We need your help in this.
because we are complaining people and we want to change it so that others can see your goodness and be drawn to you. And we say thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen. Amen. Pastor Marcel.